The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, the iPhone of toothbrushes. There's a lot of misinformation about oral care. Truth is, you need only three things to have a healthy mouth. Brush two minutes twice a day and replace your brush regularly. The Quip Electric Toothbrush makes it easy. The timer with guiding pulses ensures an even clean and brush heads are delivered every three months when you need them. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. We are still too heavy. What? what? Yeah, no, no, it's not the passengers. It's the cargo. Our suitcases? Cargo. No, 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 not the suitcases. The uh, bags of beans. Bags of beans? What does that even mean? Brought you brought bags, bags of, of beans? beans? Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Thursday, February 13th, I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Good morning. What's up, Tass? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo, hey yo, The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lily. And last but not least, making the magic happen, is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook. Everybody knows that. At Facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We hit the beach yesterday to answer some of your cues. Topics included why the Clippers might be sneaky villains <laughs> and players we wish competed in the dunk contest, our favorite one time All Stars, Oladipo's Peak, which duo you'd rather build around, Ja Morant and Triple J or Zion and Zoe. We got into space travel, the floating area, <laughs> so much more. It was a blast. Uh, Beach Steppin' always is, so I highly recommend you go back, if you haven't already, download and listen to Wednesday afternoon's podcast. Thanks so much to everybody that sent in the questions. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. All right, we've got tons to get to. We're actually going to uh, step into the up-down report. Oh, wow. Yeah, on today's podcast, and we got Tweet of the Night. But let's start by looking back at some of last night's games with a little What You Got. I like to hear that little piano part before I get into it. (laughs) First one, guys. More impressive win from Wednesday night. The Nets snapping the Raptors win streak or the Pacers defeating the mighty Milwaukee Bucks? What you got? Ooh, <laughs> this is a tough one, isn't it? Oh. Because the Milwaukee Bucks were clearly shorthanded without Giannis. Yes. But the Indiana Pacers desperately needed a win, and they needed all 48 minutes of that game last night to win. The Bucks did not give up right. until the end. So I'm going with that game. I'm going with the Indiana Pacers wow, because wow. they had a huge lead, and we've talked about uh, their recent struggles. They'd lost uh, five and, six in a row, five in a row at home. Uh, and they had a huge lead over over Milwaukee and nearly ended it. Uh, nearly couldn't. Nearly blew it. I mean, the Bucks got within four points there late. But then uh, T.J. Warren, I thought, was very very good for the Pacers down the stretch. And, and Oladipo had a better game. I think he had a better game. He wasn't rushing and he was taking better shots. And so I think the Pacers. This was a very very important for, win for them going into the All Star break. 
they couldn't afford to lose another one at home after having such a big league, especially against a team, a good team still, fantastic team without Giannis. They, still. Hadn't, they hadn't lost up until no, that point without no. Giannis. No, uh, but uh, if they had blown this one again, it would have been a, a very troubling sign, I think, for Indiana. So I'm choosing the Pacers, even though... Uh, your boys went down. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I agree it was the Pacers because they have been blowing game after game after game. Literally, all six games in that six-game losing streak, they were either tied or up late in a game. So it was, it was close games that they had let go. Mm-hmm. This one, they could have easily let go. They had all the reasons to, to let this one go with the Milwaukee Bucks coming back. So they got on the winning side of things, and they were up big against the yeah, Milwaukee team that was 5-0 and without Giannis. That just shows that the Pacers, I think, are coming along. They looked really good uh, for much of this game. They kind of look like they're in sync. Victor Oladipo still doesn't know what he's doing in sync with those guys. Um, But at the same time, they finish plays. And so I think think this was a nice step for them. Um, The other game for me, the Nets and the Raptors, the Raptors are allowed to lay an egg. It was was just one team had a little bit more spunk for 48 minutes, and the Raptors thought that, they could do what they have been doing a lot in this winning streak, which is toy with fire and then win it at the end. And yeah, the Nets won a game. I don't care. There was this dumb guy who uh, a few days ago tweeted that the Raptors would have their first sweep in franchise history if they faced the Nets, which they would if the playoffs ended today. (laughs) And I still believe that dumb guy is right. A hundred percent right. You're going to like and retweet that, are you? Yeah, Yeah. that's a great tweet. Two seven. That matchup, if the Raps stay in the two spot, which it sure seems like they will, uh, I actually saw Lee Ellis uh, talk about that recently. He thinks that the Raps will stay in that two spot. There's, there's lock it in. <laughs> there's I, don't, I, don't, I would not by any means lock that in. I, I mean, the Celtics are hot. That's yeah, true. that was two lightsabers hitting each other. <laughs> but don't you think that by far and away the Raptors are a far better team than the, the Brooklyn Nets? And it was just, it was just, yeah. it was just one dud. Uh, you know, Lowry was said after that game, after the loss, we were walking zombies, is what he said. We didn't play well tonight, and it's simple as that. We missed shots, we weren't aggressive, but you got to give them credit because they played their butts off. And the Nets did play well. It was ugly at times, but I do think, you're right, Tass, the Raptors a lot of times throughout that 15-game win streak, you know, hadn't played all that well for 24 minutes, 30 minutes, and then would turn it on for a good five or six minutes, go on a massive run, and then pull out the victory. They tried to do that in this one, but the Nets did an awesome job of, like, every time the Raps, like, sort of made it a little interesting, got a little closer, they kept them just at distance mm-hmm. they needed, you know? They were they were the big brother uh, putting their hand on their <laughs> younger brother's head there while they're out on the playground and just, uh, you know, while the little guy's swinging away. That's what the, the Nets did, and, uh, you know, they did deserve this victory. So I actually... I might go with this one, I guess, maybe as more impressive um, because the Nets have been playing pretty well, too. Even in losses, have been playing a lot better. Yeah, I'm actually on the Nets side as well just because they didn't really get incredible performances from anybody. Their leading scorer was Karis LeVert. He had 20 points, and he played a pretty solid game. I thought Wilson Chandler uh, was a big help, and the defense was incredible. They held the Raptors under 100 points for the first time since January 7th, only 91 for the Raps. It's only eight times this season the Raptors have been under 100 points, so kudos to the Nets. They made it really tough on the Raptors, and it just made it so that they weren't able to really flip the switch the way they've been doing in during this winning streak. Yeah, the Nets just last weekend against the Raptors blew an 18-point lead in Toronto, and you sort of felt that that game almost was in their minds last night, that they were like, we're not blowing this again to this team because uh, Fred hit a big shot. You know, Pascal hit that one at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Kyle hit big shots. So the Raptors by no means were like, you know what, all-star weekend, 
let's just mail it in. They they were going for it, but uh, the Nets held up held up their end of the bargain this time. So that was uh, pretty impressive for them. I am bummed out as a Raptors fan that the streak is snapped right before the All-Star break because, you know, we're going to Chicago. You're going to be around a bunch of the media, obviously a bunch of fans, and everybody knows we are, you know, especially Tass and I, Darhead Raps fans. So that would have been the the topic of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, how about your raps? Oh, a 16-game <laughs> win streak. Are they ever going to lose again? Blah, 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 blah. So now that's gone. So yeah. maybe maybe it's a good thing. Now we'll just talk about the weather instead. <laughs> believe how cold yeah. it is here. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it, they just had a, they had a bad shooting night um, from distance, from two-point land, and from the bench, getting only nine points uh, from the bench while during the streak, I think it's something like 35 or 36 on average from the bench. So... Um, nobody contributing, and and yeah, the winning streak is gone. It sure felt like the Bucks snapping their 18-game winning streak against a Lucas Dallas Mavericks back in December. Uh, you know, no Kyrie in this one, and maybe they just yeah, I, I, I they were definitely trying to win, uh, but maybe they were looking past it a little bit. They 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 did not have the legs that the Brooklyn Nets had in this one. And a few more notes about the really nice Pacers win. You you know, you don't want a seven game losing streak when you go into the all-star break so they snapped that like you said uh there lately but tj warren i mean 16 to 19 i gave him lovely um last night that's unbelievable efficiency, pretty solid of defense too yes yeah. and i was gonna say pacers threw a lot of zone um at times in this game against the bucks and uh, you know seeing how they handled it especially without Giannis to sort of operate uh with the ball in his hands and uh, i think it shook them a little bit you know they still finished with 111 points i got that but uh yeah you got you got to throw those wrinkles at them so good win good win from both teams you can throw the magic in there as well at the bottom of the eastern conference playoffs all three of those squads in the nets and the pacers and the magic picking up w's and for the pacers back to oladipo i think shout out to him for not trying to do too much last night fewest shot attempts since he's came back lowest usage percentage in a game He's been just over-dribbling and trying to overdo it, trying to be right back to all-NBA Victor Oladipo, and he just doesn't have it yet because he missed a year of basketball. So for him to actually turn the reins over and let T.J. Warren kind of take over, I thought that was very impressive and probably a big piece of, big reason why they got the win. All right, next one here. This one sort of sucks. Damian Lillard says he will miss this weekend's All-Star festivities after straining his groin during the Blazers' 111-104 loss to the Grizz last night. Memphis, another awesome W. Terry Stotts added that Lillard is going to get the MRI today, so we'll see how severe it is, uh, that groin injury. But who should replace Dame in the All-Star game? We can get to the three-point contest if you want in a second, but in the All-Star game. Yeah, Lee wants to get to that three-point contest. Devin Booker, John Morant, or someone else. What you got? Who you got to replace Lillard? I've got Devin Booker. Believe me, I was trying to put an Eastern Conference guy in here, but... Lillard was drafted by LeBron James, so he's got to be a West guy. Guard, out, guard in. Give me Booker, and honestly, I think he should have to do every single thing that Vic, that uh, Damian Lillard was going to do. He should have to do the three-point contest as well. He should have to learn every song that Lillard was going to perform. <laughs> dollar lyrics? Exactly. Yeah. Devin Dollar. Let's he hear said, it. <laughs> he, I think Dame might perform. Did he say he's not I think perform? he is. I actually think he he's is Because he said he's going to be there, and I thought that was weird. Yeah. In his interview post-game, he said, I'm still going to be there. So yeah. <laughs> makes it seem like he's got his... Uh, priorities in order (laughs) like usually usually you hear guys talk about all-star weekend and they say it's a slog you're going to this event you're going to this event their handlers are just pulling them pushing them and so you'd think if you had the opportunity not to go even though he 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 loves all-star weekend and he's he's begged to be there before i think maybe he would chill out but yeah i think he wants to grab that mic i think he is performing still now yeah he's not in the three-point contest he's not in sunday's game but uh i don't know he'll be like uh drake when he was on degrassi (laughs) like jimmy there in the wheelchair maybe he'll still be rapping JD, you're going to push him out. 
Push who at what? Like Drake on Degrassi. <laughs> Drake was on Degrassi in a wheelchair. You've yeah, been on Degrassi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna push out Damian Lillard in his wheelchair. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to wake perfect. you up. Yeah, no, I was uh, <laughs> reading an email. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> who do you? Maybe uh, it's your invite. Who do you have replacing? Yeah, uh, look, John Morant has been great, but Devin Booker deserves it. I think this is the opportunity for him. Uh, he was pretty unlucky to miss out anyway to get into the game. Uh, so I think it's fair that he gets that spot. Um, yeah, he's he's. We've talked about you know his season again has been has been better, but the Suns haven't really been significantly better than we've seen in years gone by. But I think he's earned a spot this year. Um, I think he's helped out by Lillard last night saying, "Well, him, yeah. somebody's got to replace me. I think it should maybe be Devin Booker." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. like name dropped him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like his chances. Yeah, and just uh, on on Lillard, it's a bummer because he's playing the most minutes since his rookie season this year, and, and you wonder if this is perhaps a reflection of that. You know, he's had to carry that team. He's been uh, incredible for them this season, and, and perhaps this is just a little bit of a, a wear and tear injury. Um, so yeah, I mean, talking about bad luck. This happened yeah. what four minutes to go before the All Star break. Yeah. Yeah. Where he go, where but he you get to look at it as a positive that they have a week off. Is there is there yeah, any better I mean, the timing of it? Is yeah. there any better timing? They don't yeah. have a game for a week. No, you're yeah. right. Uh, but he's a pretty resilient guy. Doesn't miss a whole lot of games. So hopefully it doesn't knock him out for too long. Because obviously the Blazers are still clinging on to hope of making the playoffs. And without him, uh, they've got no chance. If this if this is a severe groin injury, though, you could be out weeks oh, or, yeah. if not months with yeah. something like that so hopefully it's not and again we'll find out today yeah there's no one really else you can make a case for right it's either Devin Booker or I think it is John Morant with how the Grizzlies are playing and the numbers he's putting up and we've talked about his you know performances in fourth quarters I, I can't really think of anyone else that warrants like a two. legit consideration especially in the west one of the Spurs perhaps sure perhaps. but even really like yeah, well, I think I even have John Morant above I got him above DeRozan and I've got him, but, you know, and then it's a big, I guess, with yeah. Aldridge. But I think, again, DeRozan has been very consistent, putting up decent numbers that we always see from him. But it's on the Spurs who haven't been playing well, and uh, it's DeRozan. It's that mid-range DeRozan that doesn't stand out. I mean, Certainly not as sexy as Jazz game. Yeah, I mean, Booker and John Morant's numbers are really, really similar, um, except for the whole scoring thing where Booker just... He scores nearly 27 points per game or over 26 points per game and and jaw a lot less. But, yeah, in terms of the rest of it, like, percentage-wise, it's pretty close. Booker, you know, sort of his money at the line and and jaw struggles a little, little bit there being sub-80. But, yeah, I I would be happy with either of these guys. I don't think you can go wrong. I think Booker, though, should pull a crazy power move. And when he uh, gets the call from Silver, he hangs up says, no, I don't want it. You know, I don't want it like this. Good way to not get invited to anything else ever again. So, yeah, go for it. Isn't, isn't this how Dame got into his first one? Was I think injury, so. Injury replacement? I think so. In 2014, because he was uh, pretty peeved that he yeah. didn't get in. That was, peeved. that was only year two, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think he was an injury replacement. I am surprised to see John Morant being that efficient. And the the argument for him is that he is on a winning team. If you, you want to yeah. be a hater about uh, – Devin Booker being on a sub-500 team. But, man, he's awesome. And if you get called out by the guy <laughs> who's got injured, I would I would find it really weird not to to select him. Good sign for Damian Lillard, I think, is that he said it, there was no pop, and he kind of said, I don't know if I'm going to be there. You know what? I'm not going to be there. So, like, it wasn't, like, a devastating injury, but it's one of those, yeah, that could definitely linger. But I don't think it's going to affect his rap performance. And I'm just worried. Uh, I'm worried, more worried about this Blazers team. Yeah, they've been coming on, but they're four back. We've seen how Victor Oladipo being implemented with the Pacers has been a struggle. Yusuf Nurkic is going to come back eventually. That's not going to be fun for them. Uh, 26 games left. And I don't know if this Grizzlies team is going to hit that, quote, rookie wall, but um, 
they seem like they play you know far beyond their years. So I, I think it, it seems like it's over to me. Yeah, I would agree with you. It just doesn't feel like the Blazers' year at all. They've had so many health problems throughout the season. Lillard has basically been the only healthy guy for the entirety of the season. McCollum's played 52 games. He hasn't missed much time either. But to finally see one of their two stars take a hit, that's tough. Uh, it's just not going to – they're running out of time, and they don't have the depth to withstand an injury to one of their two best guys. It's just not possible. So then quickly about the three-point contest. Commissioner Silver, let's say he calls Booker today, tomorrow, whatever. Hey – you're the replacement for the Sunday game. You're on Hang t- up again. You're, you're on Team LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you called him back. Um, does he also say, but we, you know, part of this is we need you to go in the three-point contest. I mean, Booker's gone in it before. He's won he's, it he's before. He's uh, champion. Oh, not a no. champion, but uh, highest point scorer is what I was meant to okay, say. Okay, that's yeah. right. Uh, Joe Harris. Put some respect yes, on yes. Joe Harris's name. But is that a part of the combo here? Is like, if you're going in the game, we also need you to go on Saturday night in the three-point contest. Or do you want somebody else? Get Devin in. He's a three-point shooter. I mean, yeah. Just say, yeah, you can have this, mate. Have a great weekend. Good on you, fella. It does work sort of well <laughs> that he's yeah. that he's done well in it before. He's obviously he's like 36% from three. Yeah. Although he's uh, cut down a little bit on his three-point attempts this year. Yeah. But you don't want anyone else? I thought you would for sure be saying, you know, give me Jingling Joe here. Oh, well, one. obviously. I would love to have Joe, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it, it just it just goes hand-in-hand hand to have Booker there. It's like, perfect. You can take both his spots. So, right. you know, you don't really need to bring someone else in. I will say one guy who left his run too late is Jamal Murray because he's been balling mm-hmm. yeah. January, February. He's been much better. Yeah, I, I thought about that too last night uh, watching him. If like, he didn't, if he hadn't missed those, you know, that decent chunk of games, like yep. ten games there because of the ankle. And you're right, the timing of it all, of it all, he would maybe be in this mix with Booker, John Morant as a possible replacement. I agree with that, especially being on the second best team in, in the Western Conference. That that certainly helps his yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You mentioned he started that. slow though, yeah. very very slow. Yeah. It's also funny now thinking back to when reserves were announced and we were all ready to take Westbrook off our team to replace him with Devin Booker, and now you're like, no chance. No way. Westbrook yeah. is definitely an all-star. Good call by the coaches on that one. Yeah, yep, you're not wrong. Um, I guess Paul George is a possibility too, right? I keep forgetting he's not an all-star. He could do yeah. both. Yeah, <laughs> he, he yeah. He could do yeah. both. He could do both. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. All right, next one here. LeBron posted a monster triple-double. Anthony Davis scored seven of his 33 points in overtime. Lakers took the victory over Denver, 121-16 in overtime. Lakers now 41-12 and at the All-Star break. Four-game lead over the second-place Nuggets. So here's my question, my what you got for you. It's a, little, it's a little weird. Western Conference champions, you taking the Lakers or the field? What you got? <laughs> See that dramatic pause I threw in there? <laughs> Makes you think. Yeah. Not easy. Lakers uh, or the field, yeah. if you're looking into your crystal ball. I'll ride the Lakers. Uh, not quite as convinced as I was earlier in the season, but I think with a veteran team and with a LeBron team, they've just taken their foot off the gas a little bit because I think LeBron knows this is not an 82-game season for him. He's got you know probably 20 games more than that to play. So mm. he's kind of leading the way. You can still get the wins. They're still playing well. They won three in a row and had a very good win in overtime last night against the Nuggets. Um, and it just with LeBron out there, it just feels like he, they still have that uh, obvious wild card that no one else has. You've well, got yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been really easy too for a guy in what his seventeenth year here to chill in the final game before an All Star break against a really good opponent in a tough barn to win. You could have just gone into cruise control, no problem, and get ready for the All Star break. Really. Mm-hmm. And LeBron does the opposite. And I don't know if it was Monte Morris pissing him off there, talking some junk <laughs> to him. But, like, LeBron did the opposite. He's like, no, no, no. We're, gonna, we're going to win this game mm. before we go into the All-Star break. That's 
wild, and maybe that is the. Di- I mean, he's the ultimate difference maker, and that's maybe why you're leaning toward the Lakers. Yeah, I, I don't know if he could have taken it off though with all those Lakers fans cheering. It was <laughs> nuts. Yeah. They've got to do a better job in Denver of not selling tickets to Lakers fans that close. Just get them out of there. There's so many Lakers flags around the court. It was wild. Uh, and so, yeah, he he was awesome. I, I, I'll say this just about the Nuggets. Yesterday was, uh, it was a real buzzkill for their just the way they close out games. Maybe Jamal Murray just needed the ball more, but it was a buzzkill for Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, just the way he was just trying to draw fouls and not taking the shots and turning it over. Um that was a bus kill. And to me, I still take the Clippers over the Lakers in a, in a, for a similar vein with the Nuggets. Like, the Lakers don't believe that they have enough supporting cast. I don't think. I think, you know, they're still, they were looking hard at Marcus Morris. They were looking hard at Darren Collison. The Nuggets desperately need a, a third guy to sort of take over. Kerry Harris didn't really want to be that guy yesterday either, although he, he, he hit a big shot or two. Uh, I, I think the Clippers own the Lakers. They've beaten them twice. They've beaten them in the free agent market. They've beaten them in the summer. Uh, and... I'm taking them. Yeah, the Lakers don't think it's an 82-game season. That's true. The Clippers don't either. They've been in crazy chill mode, so it's hard to really get behind them. But I think when they're on the floor, I think they really believe that they can beat the Lakers, and I'm not sure the Lakers really believe that they can beat the Clippers. Yeah, I want to jump ship. I want to switch from Clippers to Lakers because LeBron has been so good and because the team has been so cohesive and Davis has been as dominant as people were expecting. But those two wins, the Clippers have over the Lakers. It's really hard to shake. You know, mm-hmm. Kawhi, we have seen time after time – Big games, big moments. The guy is going to elevate his game, and he's a proven playoff performer. So I, I don't know. The the Lakers have struggled against the very best teams in the league. They have smashed everybody else. But uh, against some of the very best teams, like your Bucks, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Raptors, no wins. That's tough to me. So at this point, I would probably still pick the Clippers, but not feeling great about it. Right. Okay. I, uh, one thing about the Clippers, and I know they've beaten the Lakers twice. I mentioned that for sure. But with Dwight and with JaVale and with Anthony Davis, the Clippers have only got Zubats as their center. Now, Morris is a big, but he's not a center. I mean, surely that's... Peril. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Montrez, yeah, I forgot about him. But even though he's only 6'7", I just <laughs> feel... you know. And you saw it a bit last night against Jokic. When the Lakers really need a bucket, they can just run pick and roll with multiple options there. Mm-hmm. And that really, I think, is where the Lakers are going to have to go at the Clippers and, and just take advantage of that yeah. height and that length that they have because you can still throw the ball to Dwight on those picks... I mean, if he doesn't get an offensive foul first, he's going to roll to the rim. Uh, but Anthony Davis as well. I mean, that, there's no one who can really shut him down, I don't think, on the Clippers. So uh, I'm looking forward to the final two games between the Lakers and the Clippers this season just to see if it will be any different. Yeah, a few notes from this particular game, the Lakers and Nuggets. You know, it's funny, Tass, you said Jokic, and you're right. I mean, he just had a bad game down the stretch. Just rough shots, turnovers, all that. But he has proven that he's been one of the best clutch players in the league. Uh, you know, like when you need a bucket, he, he's the best, I think, uh, statistically-wise, uh, in terms of flipping it up there and dinking and dumping or doing his little mm-hmm. weird fadeaway mm-hmm. and gets it to go. So it was just one of those weird nights, but totally true. And I saw Ghostface Ziller write this. You know, this game was fun because the margin was less than five points for almost the entirety of the second half and overtime, which is very rare in this three crazy high offense era at just this it just so rare so that made for a cool game and environment and Dwight Howard he had another awesome game when Dwight plays well man the Lakers are legit what do you think about him shooting free throws like Nick Van Exel though way back behind the line yeah I mean it's smart of him to do that because he just looks more comfortable yeah, doing it yeah. so why not I mean we've seen other players do that in the past Scotty Pippen did it way back in the day yep, yep. um 
But yeah, maybe LeBron needs to uh, take that approach because uh, he can't hit a free throw these days. He was one for four last night. But uh, yeah, Dwight, do what's right. The, the he's only he's thing shooting that, a career worst from the free throw line this year. Who? Dwight. Well, a big part wow. of this change, they think, though, because last night he goes <laughs> six of twelve last night, and that's a massive improvement over his last ten games. Yeah, um, he's mixed it it's up. Still fifty percent. No, yeah. I, I know, but he was, shoot, he was shooting thirty. <laughs> he's gonna get fouled in the in the playoffs. Yeah, like they're gonna hack a Dwight will be back if he's on the court. Oh, I I agree with that, but maybe stepping back a foot or two has helped so far in one game yeah, because he was maybe. shooting he was shooting thirty three percent from the before, line though. over he's ten games. It. He's done yeah, it in recent games. Yeah. So why does he go back and forth? Like pick one, man. It's Dwight, man. No it's one really Dwight does. And LeBron. Yeah, not a good free yeah. throw LeBron likes to change it up, too, as we've said. It's a Lakers thing. I, I will say I love watching Lakers just because I love watching sort of the rehabilitation of Anthony Davis, like his image, because he's fun to watch. And defensively, he is, yeah. he's, been, he's the centerpiece of their defense. Uh, I just love watching him. And him and LeBron can really rely on each other. They know. like Guys have to know that they have another Doug in the postseason to rely on. They know they can rely on each other. I'm not sure they know if they can rely on anybody else, although – Alex Crusoe's got to be on the floor. Oh, he, tur- he, he helped game turn changer. that game around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him and LeBron there. In the second quarter when they were down, yes. he was huge. Him with yeah. his crazy bald head or <laughs> balding head. Um, and Avery Bradley is on like a tear right now, too, in terms of shooting the ball. So if he's knocking down those open shots that yeah. you're going to get. Who knows? Can't rely on that. You can rely on Danny Green probably. But I, I just look at the other nugget on the nugget side. I don't know. if You, you can't rely on Jokic every single game to do it. I, I just I just don't believe it. Yeah, the clutch numbers are, are good. I, I totally agree with that. But they're also good, I think, because he passes up shots and he doesn't take those shots. And, he like, Jamal Murray has to be that guy. I don't think they have enough guys on that team. While the Clippers, I think Kawhi can rely on Paul George. He can rely on Lou Will. You could probably rely on Montrezl Harrell to get you baskets. I, there's enough guys there, I right. think. Uh, so it's it, it feels different, um, even though they're it, it's odd because, as Trey said, it's hard to really get behind them because they've chilled out the entire regular season here and going into tonight's game against the the Celtics they're four back of the Lakers um because the Lakers have taken it more seriously let's hear from you guys tweet at us at no dunks inc hashtag no dunks uh what you got when it comes to western conference champions so you're taking the Lakers or you're taking the field I mean the, the it can obviously include the Clippers could be the Rockets in there could be the Nuggets could be the Jazz Let's hear from you guys. Okay, let's get to the up-down report. Prepare your tumbies. It's the uh, up-down uh, report. Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to wake you up. I <laughs> think we're having a uh, an emergency, an Amber Alert or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I haven't heard a siren go by yet. So. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. All right, we're into the up-down report. First one, guys, Harrison Barnes. Says he's not shaving or cutting his hair until the Kings hit 500 or the season ends. ESPN's Tim McMahon says Harry Bow, which is perfect now, uh, made the vow in mid-December and looks pretty rugged these days, uh, which he does. Uh, you know, check a check a recent picture of Harrison Barnes right now. The Kings are currently, I think they're 21 and 32. 33. 33. Yeah, they did. They, they did lose last night. 21 and 33. Are you up or down on Barnes' commitment to the Kings? Up on the commitment. Yeah. Are you? He's not going to be shaving or cutting his hair for the rest of the season. They're no not way. hitting 500. No way. No way. So good on him. And he's always been a very uh, well-manicured uh, gentleman, you know. He always <laughs> looks uh, looks very, very nice. Sure. So I think he's decided, you know what, I'm going to let it let it fly a little bit here. And you know what, he's saying he's going to, you know, at the end of the season, he's going to cut it again. But maybe he'll just love that look. And he'll rock it from now on. Possibly. You know? Yeah. Possibly. The Black Falcon's going to let it fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Well, he's got some good nicknames for a guy that sort of flies under the radar. Black Falcon, that's his best one. Harry Bow <laughs> is okay. <laughs> is that Bears. a Lee Ellis? That's a Lee Ellis original, I see. Yeah. He's okay. so much more of a Harry Bow than a Black Falcon. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> he's had younger, younger Black Harry Bow. Um, Black Falcon Harry Bow. Harry Bow. I was trying to combine it. It didn't work. Uh, he had some huge ducks yeah. in his, in his yeah. day. He yeah. was flying, but not so much anymore. Yeah, 28 games left for the Kings. I don't think they're going to play plus 12 over the the final two and a half months of the season, but I'm looking forward to seeing that beard. I remember when Dirk Nowitzki grew a big old beard, sort of the same thing. We're not. I'm not shaving until whatever time, if we make the playoffs, I forget exactly what it was. But guys that don't have beards that suddenly have beards, you got to love it, like J.E. Skeets here. Yeah. <laughs> trying right. to get over 500. Well, I said I'm, I'm with Barnes. I'm not shaving until the Kings are back to 500, <laughs> until the season ends. Uh, yeah, Kings are not going to finish 500. They haven't finished 500 since going 44 and 38, above 500, in the 05-06 season, which Ooh. is uh, the last time they made the playoffs. That was a long time ago. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. And uh, you're right. That's a great Dirk example. I also, I also um, immediately think of Alfred Payton when he had the floppy sort of like high-rise hairdo. <laughs> he said like that was a vow not to cut his hair until his team in high school, his high school team won the state championship back in 2011. That's why he had continued to, to rock it. And then he eventually had to give it up because he was like messing with his free throw routine and his jump shots. He was like hitting it. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, see if it gets crazy enough with Barnes there. Uh, but good timing um, from this little this little nugget here with Barnes, because it's a little distraction with everything else going around the Kings, huh. uh, with the Athletics article going Ooh. up yesterday, and just like uh, the the butting of heads possibility with the front office and Vladi Divac's job, uh, maybe in being in jeopardy, and the, just go read that article. There's a lot to unpack from the Kings being the Kings, the Kangs, I should say. Next one. Last night, Knicks forward Bobby Portis was ejected for throwing the ball at Shabazz Napier. Portis blocked. Napier shot after the whistle, you know, classic Kevin Garnett style. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Napier gave him the old, the old sarcastic thumbs up, mm-hmm. like, good job. <laughs> so Bobby chucked the ball at him. He <sighs> sort of threw the ball at him. He did throw the ball at him, but it wasn't that hard. Anyway, are you up or down on Bobby Portis getting ejected <laughs> for that? For oh, majorly down. Yeah. Majorly down. I mean, a technical foul. Sure, fine. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Give him a tech. Let somebody shoot a free throw. But an ejection is pretty weak. But the call on the broadcast is hilarious. Oh, we got an ejection. <laughs> it's the Knicks. <laughs> like it would only happen to the Knicks, which maybe it would. But this was stupid. Even a tech foul. I don't even think a tech foul. It's oh, just, it's nothing. It, yeah. Like he hits him, sure. But it's like the softest little thing in the world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's the Knicks and the Wizards. Like... Come on, just uh, who cares? Okay. That's, that's ridiculous. Taz up or down? Yeah, I'm down, and I thought initially, yeah, Tech, maybe he already had one Tech when he tossed it, and I didn't care enough to go check the play-by-play to see if he had one because uh, I just assumed there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff happening around the yeah, New York he, Knicks. Yeah, he actually might have, but yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening around the Knicks. I doubt it. I just think he got tossed. There was the Alfred Payton thing a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, so not surprising. You kind of have to do something, though. I think if you're no, roughing, you, you see that. No, yeah, you yeah. don't. That's the thing. You don't. They like they're walking away from each other. They, who cares? Well, like, throw, so what? The ball guy, hit him. A guy throws a ball from the rim. It wasn't like two feet away. I mean, they give they give attack for when you toss it when you're like three feet away. He tossed it twenty feet. Yeah. Well, a so ref will, a ref will sometimes give attack if you throw the ball. At them, if you roll the ball aggressively at them. Or if you put a little bit too much stank on it when yeah. you're dishing yeah. it back. Yeah, it's right, right. He it's doesn't appear to have had 
a first okay. take. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. I just got tossed for no. that. But yeah, first take, That's and then he just else. got ejected. What do you? Okay. Uh, bonus up or down? Up or down on the Kevin Garnett? You know, blocking the shot after the whistle to not allow it to go in. <laughs> I'm up. It. it just it feels like part of the league now. Like yeah. you can remember when it started with Kevin Garnett. We think of it as Kevin Garnett, but now every player does it. I will say it's dipped a little bit though in the last year or two. I think, we used, text. I think we used to see it a lot more. There was a stretch where it happened all the sure. time and I think it's it has um, you know, petered down a little bit. Mm. You up or down on it, though? Yeah, no, I'm fine with it, you know. <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah, you you always want to sort of send those little uh, mental messages to friends or, or to <laughs> opponents and say, I'm not... Le- let- <laughs> no, friends. because it's like you don't want to let them see that ball go through the hoop at all. So it's like, you know, I'm blocking this, goaltending. I can't wait for someone to roll an ankle doing it. Someone got their finger caught once, yeah. I remember, on the net. That was a long time ago, but yeah, that's that's going to happen. Someone's going to injure themselves. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you'll just come down awkwardly and <laughs> it's because you didn't want after the whistle for the ball to go through the net. How do you know it was even going in? That's the thing. <laughs> you don't want to let them see. You that's don't want to let them get true. a taste. You don't want to give them that confidence. I, I know some people, yeah, that, that one uh, on Twitter at least, people are torn on that one. Whether they think it's a good thing, yeah, not giving the, the guy the confidence, the shooter, and other people think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, well, both are true. <laughs> <laughs> both it is dumb, true. but you don't want to let them see it go through, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, final one here. Yesterday, uh, this one's a little odd. ESPN had a clip on their website featuring Jackie McMullen and Brian Windhorst debating whether LeBron James could win all three events on All-Star Saturday night. The skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest. Uh, the two of them were debating whether LeBron could do it. Um, at this stage of his career. Are you up or down on LeBron's chances at sweeping All-Star Saturday night? Skills comp, three-point dunk. Could he do it? Sure. But I don't think he would. I don't think he would win a three-point contest. Nah. Right. Is the main thing to me. So you'd be down on his chances. I think that's fair to say. Yes, I would be down on his chances. I would not bet on it, but... I also, if LeBron decided for whatever reason to finally enter some events on a Saturday night, he could easily go out and sweep it. He wouldn't, but he could. Yeah, like uh, Windhorse, they they sort of debated which one would be, um, you know, quote unquote, easier, more realistic for him to win between the three point contest and the dunk contest. Like the the skills competition, anybody could win. We've proven that. Mm-hmm. Like literally anybody could win it in the NBA. But Windhorse was saying he thinks that. His chances, LeBron's chances of winning the three-point contest are higher than the dunk contest, which I thought was interesting because he's like, LeBron is a streaky three-point shooter. That's true. And the way he shoots it, too, pretty obviously effort effortless because he's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see him catching fire where he says LeBron has only ever gone in one dunk contest when he was in uh, high school in the McDonald's uh, mm-hmm. All-American game. And he won, but he shouldn't have because it was in <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, I think it was um, it was uh, we were just talking about him. What's his name? Uh, Lakers guy Shannon Brown. Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. against him um, that put on a show on that, but LeBron got it done. But so, but he just doesn't have a, he doesn't have those type of dunk contests like dunks, and that mm. would be more difficult. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting debate. I, I think he'd be fine in the dunk contest still because you see it's the warm up still. Some of those ones, yeah, where he throws I, it off the backboard, and, yeah. and does all that. Although we don't see as much of that anymore. Oh, either. he would get the king bump still. Yes. Oh, yeah. the NBA too. Yes. Yeah. People I would just be happy to that. see him there. That anything he does is going to be a fifty. I would like to see him in the three point shootout this year though, because of those Mountain Dew balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of the spot where LeBron, especially one on that left wing there, <laughs> where LeBron hits those huge threes from. So you know he's getting three points out of. At least one of those. So that could pump his score up a little bit. Does LeBron have a Mountain Dew? Um... He's a Sprite guy, yeah. right? Oh, he's, he's a Sprite guy. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he can't go in can't it. Can't go right? in it. Nope. Wrong lemon lime. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have his own Sprite contest at the other end of the floor, probably. That's why I think he would 
he would bring the gravitas. He, he, he would bring it all to the dunk contest. Like he'd have the fanfare. He'd have the name. He 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 would make a show for his four ducks, right? Like he would. They would be great, right? So even you, even you if think, they wouldn't be the most technically amazing sure, sure, dunks. Sure, sure, sure. No, I agree. Um, they would. There's there would be a lot surrounding them. So I think, yeah. But a three I, point contest. I I I mean, I get what Windhorse is saying. Anyone can catch fire. Right. You're, you're an NBA player. I get it. There's no defense. But I. I Nah, I don't. I just don't see it. Would he shoot fadeaways the whole I know, time? Like, like, every three point shot is a fadeaway. Would he spin the ball like Serge Ibaka's <laughs> in front of him all the time? Yeah, it I'll, would take him a while. Yeah, he, just, even if he just shot them, it would <laughs> take a long time. But you, we've seen some bad numbers win this contest, yeah, that's, right? That's right. That's right. Um, okay, then the follow up question to that it sounds like we sort of don't think it's all that realistic that he could do it. Who could? Who would have the best chance in today's game to win again the skills, which anybody could? But the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Zach Levine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. He's obviously best one of the best of the 2010s. Yeah. And he's shooting 40% from three, shooting a ton of threes. His major downfall would be passing the ball through the hoops in the skills challenge. <laughs> wow. He would actually win those two, but lose the skills <laughs> that, challenge. That would be the hardest part, I think. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. He's an obvious pick. Uh, I've got him on my list. I got a couple more. Let's see if you guys agree or disagree. Paul George. I think he's uh, would be in play for both the dunk and three point contest. Yeah, Glenn Robinson the third is a good three point shooter, and he's won a dunk contest. Dunks over a bunch of guys. Maybe he catches fire, and then maybe like uh, this is a bit of a reach. Norman Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Norman Powell win a dunk contest? I say he could. But uh, anyone else? Well, not this season because he just come back from injury. But Oladipo is a pretty flashy dunker. He can shoot the three, and he's a point guard, so he could he could maybe do it. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Could he win a three-point contest? Mm. Mm. That's the thing. Hot. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I struggle even with like an Oladipo trying to trying to picture him win a three-point contest. But yeah, yeah. why not? Hey, why not? They, they they obviously they take enough attempts. Yeah. That you you catch fire. Yeah. Uh, we are going to make all of our All Star Saturday night predictions. On Saturday night, Ooh. live Hello. from Chicago at Shuba's Tavern before the festivities, we have our live show and, and we'll talk it out. We'll see uh, see who everybody likes in some of these competitions and of course in the All Star Game and MVP winning that. Always a blast making those fun predictions, fun pointless predictions. <laughs> but everybody's got a strong opinion. All right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. All right, I got tweet of the night, and this one is from at Russ Bankston. He tweeted last night, Can someone please explain to me why it was so important to give Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki all-star spots in their final season, but apparently not so much for Vince Carter? He went on to tweet, Vince was the leading vote-getter four times, he gave up his starting spot to Michael Jordan in 2003, and he delivered what was possibly the most memorable all-star weekend moment ever at the 2000 dunk contest. So I thought this was an interesting tweet to bring to you guys because I saw, you know, there was a lot of blowback in, in to this tweet. The main one being rings. <laughs> you know, everybody's saying, you know, Dirk and Wade had the rings and Vince doesn't. And uh, whether that matters to you for something like this. Uh, and then a lot of people also said maybe Vince declined. Like, we don't know, like, that the league didn't reach out. He's, he's said before, he's on record saying, like, he didn't want this sort of last ride treatment. Mm. Even though, you know, this is his last year, he's made that very clear. So maybe he low-key just straight up was like, I appreciate it, but I don't want 
to be sort of just hmm. there. I, I doubt he would have turned it down myself. I think he would have gone if they invited him. But I just wonder if he thought, if I go and people want me to dunk again or do the dunk contest or something like that, maybe. But, uh, I mean, in terms of rings, I mean, Dirk only won one, you know. Yeah. And and Russ makes a good point. Like, All-Star Weekend, Vince had some incredible moments there, you know. Yeah. So I, I think he's worthy of a spot. But Who does Vince Carter belong to? I think that's a huge factor in this. Dirk Nowitzki, one-team guy. He's a Dallas Maverick legend. Let's send him off. Dwayne Wade, he's a one-team guy. Miami Heat legend. It's going to be like <laughs> Michael enough, Jordan yeah. playing with the Wizards. The years that he didn't play for uh, for the Bulls or the, the Heat, they didn't actually happen. So these, But Vince Carter has played for so many teams. Mm. Right? That's, that's a good point, but I think that's a huge part of it. Okay. Yeah. And look, I do wonder if... You know, the, the terrible tragedy with Kobe Bryant and that that will be sort of the focus of the celebration this weekend in Chicago. Maybe that came into play as well, for all we know. And then other people are like, well, if you invite Vince, you've got to invite somebody else to yeah. even it out. No, you don't. No. You definitely do not need to do that. <laughs> I mean, cool if you want to, but we, we don't have to have another guy there just for even numbers in an all-star game. We definitely don't need that. So, But what do you think? I, th- I, th- I think Vince is... Uh I think he could have tor- turned it down, even if he was asked. I think he's been celebrated enough. I, I don't think he's really loving every single arena, wishing him off. Like I, I just don't think he's that type of guy. He's talked about it all year. He knows he's not an all-star anymore. I don't know. I I, I, I don't see him doing the dunk contest. No. Like he just would do. He definitely would turn that down. Uh, and so I think we've given him his due. I think we've all appreciated him. And, yes, he is. He has given us the the all-star moment of the last 20 years, undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. That that was it. And on the 20-year anniversary yesterday, it was great to remember it. Also great to remember that he did have a fifth dunk that I I blocked out of my brain. The the old two-hand free throw dunk. Free throw, yeah. It was gone from my mind. Yeah. He just just threw it down. He's like, okay, I'll do this. (laughs) But a great article on Sportsnet about recapping the oral history. It was from a few years ago, but recapping how he kind of just freewheeled it. The car ride to the arena was, wasn't was there at first. Kind of got in his head. He was a little upset that the car didn't arrive. Uh, it was great to relive those. Um, little little news for us here. Sham Sharani of The Athletic has broken that Devin Booker will replace Damian Lillard. There we go. On Sunday and Saturday. Oh, mm. it was a package deal. Mm. Dev Dalla, baby. Oh, smooth move by Silver there. All right, Booker, you're Easy. in the game on Sunday, but you got to compete on Saturday night. Did they say if he hung up the phone? <laughs> he, he clicked. He clicked yeah, the red you button. You don't really hang up anymore, do you? You just like screen them. You just let them go to voicemail. You know? <laughs> He's like, I don't recognize this number. Uh, hi, uh, Devin. It's Adam. Just wondering if uh, you want to come on Saturday night. If you if you don't respond, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Dame's picking up, picking up private numbers, though. You mean Booker? I'm sorry, Booker's picking up. If it's a private number, I apologize. You don't think he has the big boss as his uh, name on there? <laughs> pops up. Uh, no. It just says boss. <laughs> boss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Perfectly timed. Booker is in uh, both the uh, three-point contest on Saturday night and in the game on Sunday, his first All-Star game. Let's hear from you guys about that Russ Bankston tweet. Do you think Vince uh, should be celebrated and invited, of course, uh, like Wade and Dirk were last year? And, and, and maybe a, is it like – it is tough because it's like where do you draw the line? I mean, Vince is a legend. We all agree with that. But is Vince a top 50 player of all time? Probably not. Probably not. No, I'm serious. Yeah, like, that's, it's, I'm, I'm saying like yeah. Wade and Dirk are top 50. They're probably top 25. I mean, I, I'm not going to go through the list here, but 
I'm saying they're their first ballot Hall of Famers. Those guys yeah. are, and Vince, honestly, it might not be a first time yeah, thing, right? Right. right. And, and does that matter to you? Maybe it doesn't at all. Let's hear from you guys. Hashtag no dogs. Great tweet there, Russ Bankson. Pick'em results from last night. Ah, God. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God for a leap here. I got one more night in February. But, I mean, I really needed this. I took the Nuggets. I was the only guy here to take the Nuggets. And I've said before, when you lose a pick'em payoff, I'd, l- I'd rather the Nuggets had lost by, like, 25 then lose in overtime when they were the dog. I mean, they could have lost by one point, and I still would have covered, but they lose by four. Anthony Davis hitting those threes in overtime. Those were big. I do find it unfair if you're betting and you have a point that you're getting as an underdog, and they tied at the end of overtime. <laughs> Why do you lose? Well, the game is not technically over, I <laughs> guess. Lame. Yeah. It's lame. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Taz. You want to give me the win? Mm, sure. Okay, great. Uh, no, that's an L. I'm 2-6. You guys all picked up the victory. Taz, you're a beautiful 6-2. and two. Trey, 5-3. and three. Lee, 4-4. Four and four. 500. So I'm two back at Lili. Uh, ooh, that one would have really helped me. I need a victory going into the All-Star break here. <laughs> so what's our game tonight? Only two on. Only two on, and the last night before All-Star Weekend festivities begin, the Clippers are visiting the Celtics on TNT. A big one there. Celtics are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home, so a very close line. They had won seven in a row before they lost to Houston on Tuesday, and the Clippers are wrapping up a four-game trip where they have started one and two. I'll take the Clippers. Just like that. Yep. I'm jumping ahead of you guys on this one. I mean, I agree. I will take the Clippers as well. Yeah, no Patrick Beverly, it looks like, for the Clippers. But the Celtics don't really have a guy that can punish them inside. So give me the Clips. I'll take the Celtics. There you go. You got to swerve. I like having one guy swerve. Good stuff there, Lily. You got the Celtics. Uh, They got to win by two or more. We Everybody else has the Clippers. Guys, like I said off the top, check out yesterday's Beach Step-In Podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review your boys. Why? Because it's Five Star Friday tomorrow. Ooh, on Valentine's Day. Make it romantic. And yes, we will have a podcast Friday morning, our daily show, The Drop Podcast, before we, knock on wood here, jump on a plane and fly to Chicago for All-Star Weekend, where we will have a live show on Saturday night. We will have another podcast wrapping up the All-Star festivities on Sunday morning. And it's going to have a blast. We told you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well, at No Dunk Sync. I say knock on wood because, woo, the weather right now in Chicago, rough. Uh, I think we got a storm coming here in Atlanta. That's right. So hopefully we get there on time. I think we've timed it a day perfect. I think everybody traveling today maybe is screwed, and they're listening to this in some airport lounge while their flight is mad delayed. So hopefully the Friday works well. But uh, we'll have to drop podcast again tomorrow. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, a great drinking game while consuming all-star game coverage. Anytime someone mentions the weather, drink. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.